Hey, everybody. Welcome back to What's Up, Cuz. I am your co-host, Erica Spera. And I'm Lisa Velastro. And we've got another great episode for you guys this week. Thank you so much for emailing in. If you want to email us any questions, it's whatsupcuzpod at gmail.com. That's whatsupcuzpod at gmail.com. So as always, what's new, Lisa? What is the latest update on the family? Um, same old, same old. Um, you know, I know that I have brought up to you guys in the past that Carlo was tongue tied and that he had had that little procedure where they kind of released the um, little piece of skin underneath the tongue. Yeah. Which he did great with. And we did all his mouth exercises for weeks to follow. He was seeing a feeding therapist who actually recommended the doctor we went to. Mm-hmm. Because she's the one that found out that he kind of was tongue-tied. And so after that, um, you know, we were going to see her on a weekly basis. And, you know, we were trying different foods. Because the whole reason why we started going was for the simple fact that Carlo is a very, very picky eater. And um, I don't know if you remember, if you remember me telling you that he, like, really doesn't have a big variety of foods that he eats. Yeah. And, you know, texture is a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. Texture is a big thing. Smell is a big thing. So it's definitely like a sensory thing. And uh, we've tried feeding therapy when he was much younger. Really? Um, Yeah. When he was, I want to say, maybe like five or six years old. And that is, was that mainly to just to try to get new foods? Yes. That was mainly to try to get new foods. Um, And that really didn't work out much. And we did it for months because something that I don't know if a lot of people know is that when you go see a feeding therapist, it's not a cure overnight. It's something that is a slow progression. And so... um, I was like, like most therapy. Yeah. (laughs) Like physical therapy, emotional therapy. Exactly. And I remember, you know, going there one day with um, some scrambled eggs. So um, he took a bite of like a tiny little nibble of a piece of egg and he started complaining that his throat was hurting. So we had thought like he was having an allergic reaction to eggs. So that kind of freaked him out a little bit, freaked us out. We ended up not going anymore because he was like refusing to go. So, you know, a couple of years went by and I'm like, but this child is just not eating healthy Mm -hmm. anything healthy it's all carbs it's all you know there's no protein really there's no vegetables no fruits so we started again with the feeding therapy and again this is when she found out he was tongue-tied we went through the procedure then we went back to her for you know like three or four months and i just felt like nothing was changing and he was getting now more anxious and frustrated himself. So I feel like I put a lot of pressure on him. So we kind of, you know, stepped back a little bit and, um, you know, we're taking a little break right now. We're taking a little break and we're going to see where the next couple months takes us. No, I don't blame you. It's tough. It's hard. I mean, I didn't even know that like a feeding therapist of any kind, like existed per se. Yeah, it's, you know, there's this day and age, there's therapists for everything out there. Let me yeah. tell you, if or, you can't find it, then I don't know. Well, I was going to say, do you feel like you were ever really a picky eater? Like, I just never was. So I, I really can't imagine having not only like a child that's a very picky eater, but like dating someone that was or like even like friends that were. 
Like it's just, it, it's one of those things like I feel like unless you are that way, it's very hard to just like understand. Yeah, you know, I was never a picky eater. My other kids were never picky eaters. I have to tell you though, my brother growing up was a very picky eater. And it's funny because he's 30 years old now and he's still a very picky eater. Really? But he's a skinny picky eater. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I guess when you physically look okay, it's not like much of a concern. Mm -hmm. But when you see your child that, you know, they're starting to not look healthy and you want more variety in their life, you need some type of vegetable, some type of fruit. You know, because those are vitamins that that you they lack. You start getting concerned. Then you want to do anything you possibly can to help them. Yeah, of course. Well, I was going to say, do you have to... I'm assuming you have to, like, make his lunch all the time, too. I do. But, see, my son is also very OCD. Mm. And my husband is extremely OCD. And he likes routine. So, my son eats the same exact thing every single day for lunch when he goes to school. Really? Yep. You know, it's funny. I did that in college just because I like for lunch, I just would get like a turkey sandwich made or something. Yeah. Partly because I was like, okay, this is like kind of healthy, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I had it so much and so often that I remember like one day I got it and I went to like bite into it and I physically gagged. Like it just was like, oh, we just, we just can't. Yeah. Like we just can't anymore. Yeah. Like we've overdone it. We've overdone uh-huh. it. So it's, uh, you know, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's just tough. It's so tough. And being that Carlo is my last, I just don't understand where this pickiness came from. Because like I said, I did not have this with my other three children. They ate whatever, you know, I put in front of them. I mean, with certain exceptions, you know, but nothing major. Well, I was going to say, is there... Is, I've always wondered this because I, I would feel like my mom, my mom would be like insulted if like she whatever put whatever food out that she makes. She was a great cook, and if I was like, oh, do you have any cheese I could put on this? Or if I was like, oh, do we have salt? Like she'd be like, I already put cheese. Like I already put like <laughs> she was like, just eat it. It's good. Like it's good how I made it. And I felt this thing of like, okay, it's like insulting to her if I asked to like change it or if I want to put like hot sauce or wh- whatever it is, right? She's like, it's good. Try it. it's good. But I always, I'm curious, like, is there any part of you that almost, like, feels offended or, or I'm assuming, are there a lot of dishes you make that you're like, everybody else eats this, everybody else says it's great, but, like, Carlo wants, like, nothing to do with it? No, I don't get offended because it's not something new with Carlo. This is going on for years and years and years. Um, I definitely think it's something in his head. Mm-hmm. I think it's something that he's got to work through. And I just hope as he gets older, he is palate wants to expand and explore more i'm waiting for his maturity to kind of hit if that makes sense yeah it's tough but i mean i'm i've never been picky but then like as i've gotten older i'm like i realize that i will like really want certain flavors or things Mm -hmm. that i never really liked before yeah like ginger is one and i used to um i never liked olives i still don't for the most part but now i'm at the point of like okay there's like two types of olives i do like and will eat I actually went to Greece with my family, and every time you sit down, it's like, Italians usually there's olive oil, right? Greece yeah. is usually olive oil, but there's also like a little thing of like some type of oil spread. Yeah. And I'd be like, man, I'm in Gre- I'm in like olive country. Like this is uh-huh. where this olive spread has to be the best. And I would try it everywhere we went, and I never liked it. And then, but it would bother me that I didn't. Like I was like, man, I wish I did. You yeah. know? I don't need Carlo to eat everything. I just need him to have. A little bit of variety, like some type of a fruit, some type of a vegetable. 
you know, just something to that I could work with to, you know, give him some type of variety in his life. Yeah, no, I don't blame you. It's it's tough. I like I said, I've yet to go through it, and I feel like now that I'm speaking out loud, if I have kids, I will <laughs> 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 type of thing. But I don't know if anyone has any advice out there for picky eaters and anything that helped them please uh email us yes uh, please do i could use all the help possible just remember he's got like a texture issue like he likes crunchy he likes things that he could actually feel in his mouth mm-hmm. he's not big on yogurt or stuff like that that's a lot of people though yeah there's a lot of people i know that they're not i wouldn't say they're picky but they're very like it's just texture yeah that they'll be like i like all those ingredients but the texture not for me that's me with yogurt you know i i wish i liked yogurt because it's healthy for you yeah but i can't take the texture of it yeah i don't blame you um all right well if you want to email us anything about this or any of your questions you can send an email to what's up cuz pod at gmail.com that's what's up cuz pod at gmail.com so here we have an email here called getting my wedding dress memorialized oh boy what Dear, <laughs> yeah, I, I've never heard of this till this email. So, all right. Dear cuz, my husband and I have been married for six years. My mother-in-law and I have always gotten along, but lately we've had a little bit of a conflict. Uh, so it was my husband's idea to have a wedding do-over so I could have something to look back on and feel comfortable with. My wedding dress is not something that I would necessarily want to wear again. I always thought it was pretty, but my in-laws were the ones that bought it for me. My mother-in-law started to warm up a little as we're nearing the date of our vow renewal slash do-over and kind of buttering me up. She wants to have, no, sorry. I want to have the dress, quote, memorialized in some way, like using the fabric to make uh, into something else for me to wear during the ceremony. Now, my mother-in-law is very offended by this. She doesn't want me to, quote, ruin her dress and somehow is disrespecting her if I change it. I still want to go through with it to change it up for this vow renewal. What should I do and how should I talk to her about it? Thanks. <laughs> so I guess memorialized I, means you basically take it. It's almost like that's your something borrowed, I assume. Yeah. Or something it, old and borrowed. I get old, something old, right? I guess. But again, I, I'm trying to think back to the comment you just made that you're ruining her dress. First of all, it's not her dress. It's her daughter-in-law's dress that she bought correct yeah okay so, so it was gifted to her it by was the gifted in-laws. to her yeah there, which i don't know the story of like i'm assuming you like were trying on the dress and she paid for it exactly. I, I don't think it was like she picked it out yeah that's what situation. i'm assuming yeah now let's fast forward they're married six years and they're renewing their vows <laughs> she's gonna hate me for saying this but if it was me I'd be getting a new dress. Yeah, why not? But I think the daughter-in-law is being nice enough to use her original dress, just changing it up. I think actually that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. You know, styles change in six years. It's not like she's taking the dress and, and saying, oh, I'm not using this piece of crap or, you know, I want something new. She's actually making a memory out of it Mm -hmm. and using it. I think her mother-in-law should be happy, proud, and 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 go with the flow and be like, oh, let me help you, you know, figure out a new style for it. I don't think she's doing anything wrong whatsoever. I'm sorry. Yeah, or stay out of it. Yeah, seriously. I was going to say, it feels like a little bit of a, like a superstition in a good way of almost like good luck of you're kind of like, well, I like my marriage and it's going well, so like I want 
something from the ceremony before is kind of how I feel when I look at it. Yeah, I I think she should just be happy that she's reusing the dress in some way or form. Yeah, I don't know. know. It's just, or it's interesting of like so many times people will like keepsake certain things that have like memory to them or sentimental or the idea in their head is, oh, someone else could use this one day. So it's like, I don't know if that's the mother-in-law's brain of being like, oh, but like, what if someone wanted to wear the dress in the future and you're going to like change the whole thing? Really? But it's like, realistically, I'm like, I don't know many people that like can wear like their mother's wedding dress or even like their sister or even like, um, I had like a communion dress that was really nice. And, you know, my mom kept it. There's only five years between the two of us. And uh, my sister was able to wear it. She did fit into it. And then I had a cousin getting married. I mean, not Jesus. I had a cousin getting her first communion and it was a really nice dress. Still nice. She tried it on. It didn't fit her. Still a nice dress, but it didn't fit. And I feel like that's the number one thing is just like everybody's so different shapes and sizes. And I'm like, you can never bank on something exactly fitting another person however many years ago, you know. But again, once the dress has been used, if you want to pass it down or reuse it, there's nothing wrong with changing it. I would just be happy enough knowing that it's not going in the garbage or it's not just being tucked away that they're using it and they're using it in a different way. Like styles change, body shapes change. I, I know people that you know, have passed down their wedding dresses and even passing them down, they still change them up. Yeah, because it's partly, especially when you pass it down, you're partly like, I want to make it a little bit mine. Exactly. Like I like the sentimental value or, you know, the fact that like, say you saved money, didn't have to go buy a new one. Like there's so many nice things to it. Yeah. But it's still like, yeah, a lot of times it's like, you know, like we were saying in a previous episode of like, maybe you add like a little bling to it. Maybe, yeah, something or like the veil's different, whatever. Yeah. You got to like change a little bit up. Make yeah, I, I think her mother-in-law at this point, she, I mean, stay out of it. Your daughter-in-law has been in the family for six years now. I think she's been there long enough that she, you know, has earned her respect and wings, whatever the hell you want to yeah. call it. Like, let her do her thing, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. But do you think do you think she should say anything to the mother-in-law? That's kind of what she asked. Um. What I think that she she should definitely sit down and talk to her. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm the type of person that I like to clear the air. I would definitely sit down and talk to her and give her your valid points on, I, I totally appreciate you getting me the dress six years ago. I loved it. You know, this is something now that, you know, your son and I are doing. And I definitely want to reuse the dress because it's definitely a great memory. It has given us beautiful luck, but I want to, change it up to my style now because you know my style has changed a little bit Mm -hmm. so it's definitely a memory that I want to keep but just you know change the style a little bit and I would really appreciate it if you respect my decision you know I love you as my mother-in-law you've always been there you know you got to butter them up a little bit too you got to kind of like make it sweet for them Mm -hmm. make them feel loved before you stick it with but this is what I'm going to do. Yeah, true. <laughs> the compliment sandwich, as they say. Yeah. But that's what I would do. Yeah. Um, I mean, if anything, yeah, you could throw in the compliment. Like, I mean, yeah, you, we, you did a great job helping me pick it out because like it's it's stayed in great condition. Mm-hmm. Like the material is such nice material. You know, there's always something you could do. Yeah. There's always a way of getting your point across in a nice way. Yeah. Or I'm like, if you're not that attached to the idea and if she throws a fit and you just go, you know what? I'll just get another dress also fine 
But I think stick to your guns. I think it is nice to reuse it. Yeah, definitely. And I don't think she's doing anything wrong. And it's just a nice memory. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for emailing in. And um, if anybody else wants to email us any questions, it's whatsupcuzpod at gmail.com. That's whatsupcuzpod at gmail.com. And as always, if you have any time to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, please do so. It really helps us out. And thank you all so much for listening. We will see you next week. Bye, guys. Till next time. Bye.